by Parker Davis and Victoria Rowe, and we are going to talk about thankfulness since it's Thanksgiving today. So first of all, is thankfulness kind of a biblical concept? Is that something that is encouraged? I would imagine it is, but is it encouraged in the Bible? Yeah, especially as I'm looking up scriptures on thankfulness here, particularly in the Pauline epistles. Often when Paul gives a charge, there's the addition of always be thankful. When you pray, pray with thankful hearts. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. And there is incidence of this in the Old Testament as well. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. A couple of examples. Philippians 4, Paul talks about a correlation between giving thanks to the Lord for all that he has done and all that he's doing and how that actually quells anxiety or stress or fear, which is a pretty big go-to for me in my life. I think there's definitely a correlation between giving thanks or being grateful for the presence of God in your life and his activity in your life and through your life around you, that definitely gives us a more holistic and a more peaceful perspective on our world. I don't think that's common for everybody, but I definitely think, you know, as Victoria said, as you look through all of Paul's letters to the churches, there's just something about gratitude that brings a sense of joy and hope and peace to our minds and our lives. So with it mentioned so much, you'd think it's rather important. And yet it seems like we don't live in an age or a world that seems to be very thankful that's because we're selfish kelly yes i would agree with that i think thankfulness is not the default we're inundated with messages of you do you do what makes you happy do what satisfies you've got to do what's best for you follow your heart and i think when we reach for the stars yeah yeah (laughs) when we go to make ourselves feel good or do what's best for us. I think that the focus becomes more inward and it's hard to be thankful because especially if we're going to us for our own source of joy or hope or happiness, we will oftentimes be disappointed because we know that the real source of joy and peace and hope is Jesus alone. And so we'll find ourselves constantly let down and it's hard to be thankful or to cultivate this like posture of thankfulness or thanksgiving when we're constantly putting our hopes and dreams and all of our eggs in our own basket, if you will. If I can ask a question, because I think that's an interesting thought, Victoria. For those who follow Jesus, for those who claim to be Christians, if we adhere and believe to what the Bible says is true, and it talks about putting our hope and our faith in Christ and in Christ alone. And it's in him that we find peace, but also there's this sense of gratitude that comes along with it, I think thankfulness is an exercise or almost like a, 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 a mental action, so to speak. Why do you think so many Christians don't live or think in such a way that is grateful? Why do you think they put their eggs in their own basket, as you mentioned? Well, good question, Parker. I think that it is a discipline and it is a muscle that needs to be worked. For me personally, my default is not often thanksgiving or gratitude i would say even especially in the midst of suffering this is opening like a whole other can of worms but i think that there's this difference of like an eternal perspective thing right it's easy for me to get caught up in what's right in front of my face the things that i'm dealing with on a day-to-day or hour by hour or minute by minute basis but if i set my resolve and practice 
recognizing that ultimately my eternity, because I profess Jesus, is seated with Christ in the heavenlies. It's not this escapist thing. That's not what I'm saying. Knowing though that this is true about who God is, he is my hope. He is hope. He is peace. He is love. I belong to him, right? This joy is my inheritance. The more that I practice that and preach that to myself, the more it becomes the normal, if you will. And that's not to say that I do that perfectly every day, because anyone who would spend any amount of time with me would know that's not always my default. I do tend to dwell or default to negativity. I call it realism, but thankfulness is not often my default. But I will say in those times when I am making a point to be disciplined in practicing thanksgiving and thankfulness, it literally changes everything. I have far less anxiety about things or worry about things. I'm a lot more clear-headed in my thinking and decision-making processes, truly governed by the Holy Spirit, I think. And I realize I didn't necessarily succinctly answer your question. I might've kind of ran around it, but let me lob it back to you. What do you think? I almost think some of it comes down to just the cultural tone of our society in the U.S. I think maybe ideology, like I'm very idealistic in my thinking and in the way I see the world. So there, what do you mean by that? There is a standard as to which the world, my life and the church should be at. And it's not, gosh, dang it. It's not, I think forces me to be very, very discontent and dissatisfied. If we're being completely honest, just critical of the world and things around me. And I don't think that's necessarily wrong to be critical, but pessimistic I do. And so I find oftentimes it's very easy to be ungrateful because I'm so discontent with what is that I forget when you think everything is bad, you miss everything that's good. Hmm, That's a word. How closely do you think thankfulness and joy are related? Do you think that they kind of walk hand in hand? I think there's a direct correlation. Yeah. I don't think that joy is like mutually exclusive with thankfulness, Mm -hmm. but recognizing the difference between happiness and joy is a game changer. Like, I don't think it's wrong to be happy, but I think it's different to be joyful. So define that. If joy and if gratefulness does contribute to one's joy, but it's not obviously mutually exclusive. What is a biblical understanding of joy? Well, how much Victoria Joy. (laughs) Man, that was so prophetic. That's my middle name because it's not my default, but my parents and naming me that it's been something that's been really challenging to me. I actually have it tattooed on one of my wrists as a reminder because I literally need it. Anyway, first of all, happiness, I think is a more temporary emotion or feeling. Whereas joy is something that's eternal and can be unchanging. So I think the correlation with gratitude and joy does go hand in hand. And I would almost, upon an initial thought, hypothesize that it works both ways. When I'm grateful, I'm more joyful. When I'm more joyful, I'm more grateful. Because instead of being pessimistic about something, thanksgiving or gratitude is a positive emotion, right? Seeing the good and feeling good about the good, you know? which does cultivate a posture of joy at its simplest. That's what I would say. Yeah, I used to think joy looked like those people that see the world through rose-colored glasses, like everything is amazing and nothing possibly could go wrong. Or like my favorite movie is Hot Rod. This is not a recommendation because in good conscience, I don't think I can recommend it, but it's my favorite movie nonetheless. And there's this scene where they're walking to like the big triumphant moment in the movie, the main character, Rod, and his crew, and they're walking 
and it looks like everything is perfect, super harmonious. And then at a moment's notice, this massive riot breaks out behind them and stuff is blowing up and they're throwing TVs and stuff through shop windows on the street. And the crew, Rod and his friends are still just walking in like the super uplifting, harmonious mantra. It's slow motion, yet everything is exploding around them until all of a sudden they get a TV thrown and hits them in the head. Anyways, it's a comedy and it's absolutely hilarious. I used to think that's what joy looked like, was this just blissful state of tranquility, I guess is the word I'd use. Although I've come to realize that's not true, because I think a lot of the time when we look at joy or happiness, at least when I ask, especially high school students about it, it's the constant state of happiness is where they go to. Like it's this blissful, perfect paradise. Yet I don't think joy is absent of reality. I think joy is finding the good in the midst of the hardship and the bad and the suffering, which is one of the reasons why I think Jesus was probably the most joyful person to ever walk the face of the earth. And I don't hear people talk about Jesus in that light very often. And this just might be my personality, but I tend to find that Jesus is, you look at the situations that he gets himself into. Like for instance, in Luke, when four friends lower a paraplegic through a roof after cutting a hole in it. You know, when I read that story, it seems as though everyone's freaking out like, oh my gosh, why on earth would it? I would be livid, especially if it was my own house and somebody cut a hole in the roof to lower somebody. I would flip my lid. Yet you see Jesus and in a lot of ways, it almost sounds like he's being somber and almost stoic and unemotional towards these people that are lowering this man. And you got the Pharisees who are pretty angry and uptight and all about the rules. But I almost wonder if in that moment, there was this sense of this beautiful moment of what these friends have done has caused such gratitude in the life of Jesus, in his joy and in his compassion for that individual says, your sins are forgiven, pick up your mat and go home. I almost wonder if As the guy was being lowered through the roof, Jesus was like, here we go. This is what it's all about. He sees the bigger picture, that bird's eye view, what the most important moment of that is versus the detail of the roof has got a hole in it now. He sees kind of the bigger picture of this is beautiful because of what it really means. Those are good thoughts. I've never really considered any of that before in that story. So thanks. Practicing Thanksgiving. (laughs) Like we said, it doesn't seem like the world itself is particularly thankful. And if we're not feeling thankful, what are some practical things we can do to move towards a more thankful heart? I think making a regular practice and a regular discipline of taking stock of what you do have, not just material things either, right? I think that's important. And just starting by saying, hey, God, thank you for this. And maybe here's why. And we can practice Thanksgiving with the Lord, of course, but I think it's also important to be and to express thanks to one another, like relationally. I think that can be a blessing both ways and not to always pull it back to the social media thing, but I've really filtered out who I follow, what I follow, what I see, because if I'm constantly seeing this standard that's not attainable for me or not what I'm called to, it's easy for me to get stuck in this comparison mentality. And we've heard it said before, comparison is the thief of joy. I think it's also the thief of thankfulness. So just being careful about what I am consuming social media wise on TV, just recognizing 
what I do have and taking an inventory of the things that I am thankful for. Something that I was taught growing up from my grandfather was that you should always be ready to help and be helpful. Before my grandfather had passed away, he was probably my biggest role model. And he was probably the most helpful individual that I've ever met. And he was the busiest person that you'd ever meet. And he used to have this line of, if you want something done, ask a busy person. And if you need help with something, ask a busy person. And I was always like, why? And that's because lazy people don't help anybody. And having that role model and that example, when we are helpful to other people, we're more likely to be thankful because we're not fixated on ourselves. And I think that that is a great way to help with comparison and not comparing yourself to other people is by helping other people. So help others, get off your butt help somebody and model that for your family and your kids and your friends and everybody in the meantime exactly